in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey folks, welcome to another episode of That Farm Life Podcast. My name is uh, Archie Mason. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us uh, today. Hey, for some of you that may be new to the podcast, now we're in about all 50 states and 20 or so countries now, but some of you may be the first time listening. Check us out at agrihealth.net. See the resources we have. We're all about that. Uh, Providing some stress-free living out on the farms, rural areas. And so we want to help you anyway. Uh, we can. So we want to provide those resources. So again, check us out. As always, you too can email me direct archie at agrihealth.net. So please do that. Today, we got a very special guest. I am here at the Arkansas Baptist Convention. And so we are recording this podcast. We have with us Dr. Stan Norman. He is the president of Williams Baptist University. And so, Dr. Stan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am honored to be here. This is going to be good. Uh, it's going to be fun because we're going to talk about some things today that for some of our listeners, they have never heard of this before okay. in their lifetime. So you are you are an educator, academia, right. but and, and so you are the president of the university, mm-hmm. okay? But you have what is known as Eagle Farms yes. that's there. Yes. And so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the work program that you have. Before okay. we even jump into that, tell us a little about your family, your background. How did you end up in Arkansas? Well, I'm an Oklahoma boy. grew up in a small town, southeastern part of the state, Durant or Durant, depending where I am. <laughs> um, got called into ministry late in um, high school, was a pastor for several years, and then God transitioned that call into a professorial ministry. Most of my teaching was on Faculty New Orleans Seminary. Okay. And then, so it's a lot of good food in New Orleans. Oh, right? I, gave, our I gave 50 people. pounds. I did. <laughs> I, I, I blossomed into manhood there. So eventually God would refine that call with more administration. I, I'm always interested in the theological, spiritual formation of the people that God gives me to serve. Whether I was a pastor doing that, whether I'm in the classroom doing that with my students. And now in the leadership position I have, I want to create structures and, and facilitate other people to do the theological formation, however God leads them to do that in their particular calling. So eventually I went, found my way back to Oklahoma and I served at Oklahoma Baptist for nine years as provost and executive P. when I got the call from Dr. Bob McGee, who was on faculty and chair of the search committee at Williams, and through that the Lord orchestrated our coming and calling to Williams. My wife and I have been married. It'll be 39 years in December. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have three time. grown sons. Inexplicably, they all live in Denver, Colorado. Don't know how that happened. We're not from there, have no family. Most importantly, my two granddaughters live in Denver, Colorado. That, that's so very important. It is very important. So, okay, so Williams, tell yes. us about the university. Someone said, hey, well, we're talking about this. I'm driving a combine or a tractor. I'm out feeding cows. And I've got some kids coming up. I'm interested in Williams. Is there a website they can go to? Yes. So our website is Williams, B-U, B as in boy, U as in university, WilliamsBU.edu. 
Okay. And that'll take you straight to our homepage. And you're going to see two things when you get there. You're going to see a thing about Williams Works. You're going to see a thing about graduating debt-free. Oh, wow. So, Hey, what's the average cost today? Do you know average cost of a student uh, trying to get a four-year bachelor's degree? So rough estimates off, off the top of my head, and this would include an average of public and private. I want to say on average, it's going to be anywhere around forty-two to 48000 a year. Oh, well, yeah. So multiply that by four and for some five. Okay. And that, that doesn't include room and board. Wow. Probably just, that was a sticker shock to some of the folks out there probably listening to this. So what you're providing then, so you said they're going to they see that, but what you have, they have an opportunity here at yep. Williams. Yep. Oh, okay. Let's just, I know I'm, I'm all over the board on this, That's but good. you said in our, in, in the, in our nation, how many schools do we have that may operate where you can maybe graduate debt free? Is it? 10 or 12? So there are four ways schools okay. fund themselves. Okay. One's through tax dollars. So all your state schools, most of the revenue comes through tax revenue. Okay. So for Arkansas, it's U of A, ASU, and, and local regionals. Another way schools fund themselves have these massive endowments invested. Okay. And they draw the interest off of that. So think of Harvard, Yale, Stanford. That ain't us. We have an endowment through the Arkansas Baptist Foundation, yeah. but it's nowhere near billions of dollars. Yeah. Third way is tuition revenue. That's where you come to school. We're going to charge you. We'll probably give you a scholarship more than likely, but you're still going to have to pay out of pocket. You may qualify for other financial aid, but on average, most students that go to a private and fund that have to pay something out of pocket or go into debt. The fourth way is the work college model. There are only 10, maybe 12 schools in the entire United States that are completely committed to a work college model, work education model. Uh, for regional purposes, College of the Ozarks is kind of well-known in uh, mm-hmm. our state. Uh, Berea College in Kentucky is another well-known. Uh, then there are some other small ones scattered throughout the nation. I'm hearing more and more chatter about schools doing this. So, so, example, last week, Oklahoma State announced a program without the particulars how they're going to fund it, but they're looking for a way to graduate students with no student loan debt. Now, I'm anxious to see how they pull that off. I know what our model is, and I know how it's financed. I, it's broken. The way we fund higher education, whether it's model one, two, or three that I just described, it's broken. Take mortgage out of the equation. The highest indebtedness in our nation collectively is mortgages. You take that, the second highest is student loan debt, almost balance, bumping up against $2 trillion. Oh, wow. Yeah. So right there in Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, yeah. Williams University, you have a work model. We do. Okay, so... If, if there's someone out there, or I know what's going to happen. So if I was a parent, uh, yeah. a senior in high school, be going, hey, I'm interested in this. Yes. Let's talk about this. So explain to them, okay, what are the opportunities? How does that work? How many hours? Yep. Just explain it just from the bottom up. Uh, so and talk about the various avenues. That students you that are admitted to the program will work 16 hours a week for 16 weeks a semester. That's a, That applies for the fall and the spring. Okay. That will cover the cost of tuition and fees from their end. Now, from our end, it doesn't cover it, but from their end, it does cover it. They get a work scholarship. Okay. So if you're a student athlete, basketball, baseball, or you're gifted academically, or you're a musician, most of those students have some kind of scholarship for performance. This is what this is. You're going to work. That's your performance. And you're going to get a scholarship for that. And the expectation is 16 hours a week for 16 weeks. Now, we also have a summer program. 
that if you are admitted into it, you can work this block of weeks, 40 hours a week. That'll cover room and board for the fall. You work the second block of weeks, 40 hours a week. That'll cover room and board in the spring. So that is financially how you can go to school and graduate with no student loan debt. Now, the opportunities we have, we're in our third year of implementation. We have 85 students in the program currently. Our goal is for eventually full implementation. Every student will be a Williams Works student. So if you don't want to work or you can't work or, or you just have this moral aversion to work, you're probably not going to want to come to us. But if you can do math, yeah. if you can add numbers and you can see, if I do this and I can graduate with no student loan debt and I can major in pre-med or I can major in education or in business or psychology or Christian ministry or whatever, and I can do math and they can have a way for me to graduate with no debt, I can do that. Now, what, currently we have 15 workstations. You mentioned Eagle Farms. That really are four subcategories okay. to the overall umbrella yeah. of Eagle Farms. Obviously, the first one is the farm itself. We have two greenhouses, and then we have, I, my folks keep correcting me, it's not row crop farming. I don't know what house to describe. We're planting stuff in the ground. <laughs> and we're growing produce that we yeah. sell at another workstation. And we grow things in the greenhouses that we sell, mainly produce and plants. So right now we're on the back end of the pumpkin crop. And we're selling a lot of mums and doing a lot of stuff like that. So so part of that work-study group, then, when I say work-study, that, that, that's a different uh, thing. Okay, yeah. Work-study is a different <laughs> a, program. I'm sorry. Part of the well, so, so work instance, education. Yeah, work education. You're selling mums or pumpkins. So those folks, those students are out in the field. That's right. And so they're learning some of those techniques. You have yep. a farm manager yes, who's out there with them yes. who's very experienced and yes. been around the farm for a lot of, a lot of years. And so they are hands-on doing that. They are out there a, pulling weeds, planting, <laughs> laying plastic, doing water, draining over water, pulling, pulling, harvesting. Yes. Yeah. And then, so you mentioned another workstation would be up there that you have the. Uh, uh, so we also have a free-range egg operation. Okay, yes. So we have a twenty thousand square foot state-of-the-art chicken house. Yes. We have 20,000-ish chickens that are about to hit. We're in our third flock. Yeah. They're about to hit maximum productivity, which means a number of eggs per day and a weight. We have a contract with a national egg distributor. They will come and pick those eggs. They will take them to Springfield, Missouri. They will clean them and put them in cartons, and then they will take them and put them in Target or Walmart or Whole Foods or Kroger or whatever, wherever the, the, the Vital Farms eggs are found. That's Ours yeah. might be in the batch. So that's part. Students work that. We are in process of completing construction on a meat processing plant. So uh, I'm hoping that that's complete by the end of this calendar year. And when it's up and running, we are projecting 20 to 25 beef and or pork a week. That we, You bring us your beef. We'll process it for you. And it's going to be USDA. It's going to be USDA certified. Absolutely. That's part of our agreement. So... That's part of Williams Works, uh, Eagle Farms. And then the other part is the retail store. Yes. And we include that as part of the ag operation because that's where we sell the stuff we grow on the farm. That's kind of like our farmer's market. We've got a big front porch out there. We've got a lot of plants. And we got a big cart inside in addition to gifts that people can buy as well. So Williams Corner, that's part of Eagle Farms. Those are four of the 15 workstations. Wow. <laughs> So what are some of the other workstations that you have? So on campus, obviously, they work on the landscaping grounds yeah. crew. They work on the housekeeping crew. 
Uh, we have a, a third-party vendor called Fresh Ideas that services our cafeteria food. Our students work for Fresh Ideas. Uh, they work at a local manufacturing plant, Bosch Manufacturing. So if you buy a, a Dremel product or a skill saw product, it doesn't work, take it back to where you got it, they'll ship it to Walnut Ridge. It may be a Williams Work student that was working on fixing the problem in that product. Uh, we have students that run Hotel Ray, a little boutique hotel in Walnut Ridge. We have students that manage it, students that book it, students with customer relations, students that clean it. We have students that work at Lawrence Memorial Hospital. So we have about eight students currently. Uh, they'll hire more. If we have more that are willing to go work there uh, that are doing low-level kinds of uh, support for the hospital, and you can even earn your CNA as part of that program. Wow. Uh, so then they work uh, in some of our offices. They work in our apparel store. Uh, I know I'm overlooking Well, you just got so. tremendous opportunities uh, for a student to yeah. be able to achieve their education. Absolutely. And not have any debt. That's right. Wow. And in addition to learning in the classroom, and I feel pretty big, this is pretty important to me, we want to teach them how to work a strong Christian work ethic so that when they graduate, not only do they have an outstanding education, they know how to work. They're going to show up on time. They have learned how to collaborate and work under supervision, work with others, and if they're good, they'll be promoted to student leaders, and then they'll learn how to give supervision in a work environment. And you, and you know, Archie, in my report earlier today, I talked about the classroom of hard work. There are just some things that I learned working in that hard work classroom that you can't learn from a book in a classroom. Both are important. Yes. Both are needed. And so that is, I think, a, a more holistic approach to education. So what do you think really brought you to the place? So uh, in academia, president of a college, you said, hey, this is, I believe this is what we need to do. Yeah. This is how we need to do it. How did you get, get to that place? There was, it's kind of like a bunch of tributaries flowing into one river here. So... I grew up, and my mom and dad, of all the things they want to ensure that we learn how to, we learn from them was we learn how to work, and we worked hard. My dad grew up on a farm. My mother's dad was a contractor, and they both had a strong work ethic, and they sought to instill. So I grew up that way, and we tried to teach that to our three sons. So just some personal background. Then, at Williams particularly, two biggest barriers to recruiting and retaining is academic preparation and finances. And it was an actual student event. A young woman, my first year there, I befriended her, a bunch of other students, she's there. And it been there almost a year. We're in the spring semester. I see that she posts something on social media. Said, I'm so excited to be graduating in May. And I thought, I didn't think she's that far along her program. And I read a little further. She says, I'm graduating with my AA. Nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's a mm-hmm. milestone, yeah. achieving your associate's degree. And I'm transferring to a to another school, state school in the area, and completing my degree there. And I was just crushed because she's a good student, involved in campus extracurricular activities, campus ministry. She's the kind of student that epitomized everything you would want a student. So one day I ran her campus and I said, "You're killing me. Why are you transferring?" And she said, "Dr. Norman, it's like this. Uh, my mom's a school teacher. My dad works for Energy." We live paycheck to paycheck as a family. We're not necessarily destitute, but we're not cash flush. We don't have a lot of discretionary income. We didn't save a lot of money. I'm on my own. I've tried to get all of the help financially I can get, Pell and other student loans. But she said, at the end of two years, I'm going to be in debt over $60,000. I can't sustain this. It was just kind of like, okay, 
I've been in Christian higher education for a long time. This has been ongoing. There's mm-hmm. got to be a better way. And then looking at our own history, when Dr. Williams started the school, they had 400-acre soybean rice farm. They had a print shop. They had a woodworking shop where they were making pews and pulpits to sell to churches. They had an HVAC certification program and did work. They had an auto mechanic store hmm. shop. He had two, ran to maybe three radio stations. Now, think, oh, brother, where art thou radio stations? They worked. <laughs> but he had ways for the students to work. And then it was Southern Baptist College, hmm. and they would graduate and work their way through. And I thought, you know, it's this, this model is true to who we have been. There are schools in our nation that are proving that it's still relevant. Those schools prove that there are, still, there are students out there that are still willing to do it. There is a way to make this work where we're not pushing students to incur debt, but we're inviting them to earn their education. And that's essentially what this is, a way for them to earn their higher education degree. I think you're on to something good. I hope so. We're all in. <laughs> I believe, hey, you are... You are all in. And I tell you what, in Arkansas, you got a lot of people supporting you, too. I do. And we're we're so grateful for that support. I mean, you really do. you got a lot of people believe in this. And I know a lot of these listeners of podcasts because these uh, folks are workers that listen to this podcast, and they're like, yes, and that's it. So if someone says, hey, I'm I'm interested, I want to know more, yep. what, what, what do they need to do? Well, they can get on our website, yep. and they can inquire about, hey, I want to come take a tour of what you're doing. Or, hey, can you send me more information about Weems Works? We make that readily available to them on the website at williamsbu.edu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to come visit the campus. I mean, setting foot on our campus and getting a sense of the vibe of just feeling the culture. Look at the greenhouses. Go out on the farm. Talk to students. Go to the chicken house. Look at the meat process. Go to the store. Go to the cafeteria and look at what's going on. My wife and I both worked our way through school, and she worked student work. Uh, work study. It's 25 hours a week and it doesn't pay near what you can earn on work study as what our Williams Works program will provide for you financially. And I'm excited about Eagle Farms. Uh, agriculture is part of my family heritage. Mm-hmm. And I just want those that are listening to your podcast to understand that we value the hard work that our farmers and agriculture professionals invest in what they do. And not every student that works on the farm for us is going to go into agriculture. But they're going to the School of Ag, and they're going to learn yeah. some things doing that. And that will carry over both in their appreciation of what agriculture can do and is, as well as learn from it. So what would you say to the parents out there, if you could say in so many words or less, however I say, send your students to Williams, we'll take care of them, we'll teach yeah. them how to work, get them yeah. education. So You said it. <laughs> send, your, send your students. Yeah. Williams works takes the financial challenge off the table for a middle-class, white-collar, blue-collar, doesn't matter. For a middle-class family that doesn't know how, they're going to find a private Christian higher education experience where they're going to get an outstanding academic preparation. They're going to be in classes with faculty that know them and know their family's stories, and they're going to learn how to work, and they're going to graduate without the millstone of student loan around their neck. That's a good word, Dr. Stan. <laughs> hey, thank you for being with us Thank today. you for the invitation. I'm yeah. excited about this. <laughs> I know you're excited. And Hey, folks out there listening to us, too, for AgriHealth, as Dr. Stan said, he's all in, the school's all in. We are all in supporting them, too. 
I have been out there. I've made the tour. I'm yeah. excited. Many of you know I got a small cow calf operation, so I'm excited about the meat processing plant. I'm not a, I was not a chicken person whatsoever, egg person, but I got the tour and it is completely amazing yeah. at how many chickens and how many eggs are produced and then what your student could learn while being there. So again, a great, a great opportunity to have a great education, good education that is going to benefit them the rest of their life. But also too, the greatest benefit is no debt. Yeah. Uh, being incurred. So praise the Lord for that. So more information, as you said, you can go to the website, check them out. You can always email me at archie at agrohealth.net. Uh, I can forward that on, so, uh, on to you any information or get it to Dr. Stan. Again, thanks for being with us. Hey, till next week, we plan on being back next Monday morning, dropping another podcast. But until then, keep farming and keep the faith. I'll see you later. Good job. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri-Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.